is the Wrestling Caucus. I'm Peter A. I'm Smiley Ariaga. And don't forget to subscribe to the Wrestling Caucus anywhere you get podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Wrestling Caucus and on Twitter at Wrestling Caucus. Today we're going to talk about one of the most important aspects of pro wrestling, at least in, in my eyes, is promos. The shit talking, the interviews, all that good stuff. And we got our good friend Elton with us today to talk about this because all of us definitely love a good promo. So I guess the first thing I want to ask you guys, what makes up, what are the blueprint or the blueprints of a great promo? Well, uh, for me, uh, like one of the prime examples of a, of a promo or what it should do, other than obviously promote a fight, but uh, to is uh, conviction, conviction, and be- like like when a wrestler believes what they say, it it has the it, it, it makes the crowd believe what they say. It has them get behind what they say. Like for example, you can have like uh, like John Cena, like John Cena, like uh, in his early, in his world live days, like most of his promos were pretty much in verse. So like you know, but like any if anybody else had a gimmick like that, anybody else, it would not translate. A white guy rapping, like you know, it, but like he he spun it and like he took it to like heights that no one can ever imagine. Because like John Cena had this ability; he can walk into a booing arena or at least an arena that was half booze, half cheers. And by the end of his promo, everybody was on their feet or they were cheering. He, he like fought for the crowd's attention and he got it. He like, by the end of his promo, they were always on his side. So I think conviction goes a long way. All right. What about you, Elton? Promo means promoting a match. That's, 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 that's the literal, uh, I mean, a promo is you're, you're just supposed to promote what is coming next. Um, it's, it's that simple. Uh, when it comes to promos, who makes a good promo? That's a whole other topic that I'm sure that we're going to get into in this episode. But all I'm saying is I believe that a situation like promoting a good match, I don't know. It's a lost art form. It's a certain thing that I think that should be appreciate a whole lot more in the wrestling universe because in the in the in the grand in the grand scheme of wrestling nowadays like i said with scripted promos with with whatever the hell is going on eh, it's just not that good at least in my opinion now wrestling promos are extremely important when it comes to making a pay-per-view match. And uh, when it comes to building up a match, when it comes to excitement, when it comes to all those types of things, that is one of the most important things that you could possibly do. Because once again, if this is pay-per-view, if this is the main event, why should we care unless we know what's going on? Nowadays, there's a lot of scripts. There's a lot of other things. And I don't know. It's, 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 it's to me, promos, wrestling promos is a lost art form. Yeah, so, you know, promos, at least to me, are... Again, again, they, they're supposed to help sell the fight. And I think that each promo that any wrestler, you know, lays down, it has to be true to themselves and it has to have an element of truth to it or something. It doesn't have to be a complete shoot, as they say, but it has to be something that the character would say. You know, for example, like, you know, Cody, for example, um, he said in his, you know, very popular promo before full gear on AEW that he went from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable, which is a hundred percent true. You know, in, in 2010, no one would bat an eye at Cody leaves WWE and becomes the star because he helped 
flourish his character and everything he says, people believe and they buy into and they can relate to it. Again, relatability. You know, we need to be able to relate to you in order to want to, to pay money to see you fight. And I think, again, I've heard Cody say in interviews that, and he's not the only one. The Rock has done it too. He's taken acting classes, you know, because they can teach you about like, you know, how to deliver it and how to really, because it's like a, not, not a dance, but there's, there's a layer, there's, a, there's an element of how you're delivering it and how you're saying certain words and phrases. And CM Punk was very good at it too. And again, you know, today we're not going to talk about exactly, you know, who are these talkers, but just the, the science and just the, the craft of, 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 of cutting a promo. And we can get into some specific examples of these interviews. But again, believability, you know, it has to be true to the, true, true to, true to the integrity of the character. And at the end, sell the fight. You know, when are we going to see this thing and why should we pay for it? So I guess the next thing, give me some specific examples of great promos that have um, helped convince you that I need to buy this pay-per-view or watch this pay-per-view. Well, do I still sound far? Can you hear me? It's fine. We can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you fine. Well, one of the things that sold a fight, in my opinion, are you sure you can hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about that because it, I don't know. I'm on the sides. All right. Anyway. One of the things, I don't know if you can remember this exactly, but it's one of those situations where, do you remember the November to remember 96? No, what happened? They ran a commercial. This is not necessarily an interview. You're, you're, you're talking about promos. This is just a segment. I think this is a promotional tactic of how to sell a pay-per-view lights go out Taz is in the ring lights go out crowd goes insane lights go on Sabu is there mind you him and Paulie had a major 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 problem with each other him and Paulie had a problem because Sabu chose an FMW booking so lights go on, lights go out. Lights go on back again. Sabu is there. And mind you, no one talks here. Taz is there with his arms crossed. Sabu has his traditional, you know, his taunt. He's pointing at the sky. The ECW arena, I don't know how many people it draws. They lose their minds. Can you really deny what that did? It's not a promo. However, it promoted what was going to happen at Barely Legal. And the Barely Legal promos, when it comes to Taz, Bill Alfonso, and Sabu, not a lot can beat what that did in the sense of professional wrestling because things like that it was a very 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 important thing especially in the wrestling community now when it comes to things that like I said like they draw Taz and Sabu was the number one draw Things can't really come to that point because for the simple fact that nowadays, I mean, look, I mean, I mean, let's look at um, all elite wrestling. You're telling me you can hear me? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Because because on my end, it says you can't hear me for shit. All right. I'll just take your word for it. When it comes to all elite wrestling, look, I understand. I get it. You guys want to do X, Y, and Z. 
I'm just saying that in the sense of a feud like Taz versus Sabu, that was a situation that was so real. It felt it felt real. It felt like it was one of the, it, it, it it was going to be one of the most important pro wrestling things in the history of mankind. Now, Sabu finally returns from Japan. Like I said, lights go out. Taz is there with his hands full, with his arms folded. Sabu is pointing at the sky with Bill Alfonso screaming into his whistle. There isn't a lot these days that can counter that. And it's a shame because, in my opinion, with with uh, scripted promos, which I, I really hope we get into, because scripted promos are a very, very, very big example of what makes wrestling so fucking horrible nowadays. <laughs> well, mainstream wrestling, it's it, it makes it a joke. And when you look at scripted promos, it's like, why would you talk the way that a Hollywood writer would make you talk? Wrestling and Hollywood is a very different thing. And when I'm telling you, like I said, a situation like Sabu and Taz, or let's just say, all right, all right, all right um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I say this every episode I'm featured on. I'm sorry for derailing it. But let's just talk about Sandman and Raven. If Raven didn't speak the way he did, the way he wanted to speak, when it comes to Peaches, Peaches was a Sandman's ex-wife. When it comes to what happened in the realm of Sandman and Raven, there wouldn't have been as much drama. And it's like, Hollywood, I don't know if this is a part of your segment. I don't know. Excuse me. Hollywood writers, in my opinion, have ruined the uh, artistic merit of professional wrestling promos. Because that is what drives a pay-per-view. That is what drives a big match main event. When you look at a, a, a thing like AEW, like, I don't know, well, you probably remember when Chris Jericho was cutting promos on Cody Rhodes, and he's like, motherfucker, you're not going to, if if you lose this, you're never going to get another chance at the AEW title. Guess what? That's not something that a Hollywood writer wrote. That is something I guarantee that a professional wrestling writer wrote. Because it makes a far more scary. It 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 heightens the odds. It makes it a way more important match. And when you have, specifically with the World Wrestling uh, WWE. WWE has writers that just know how to do that. And it's like, that's the disconnect. Well, there's there's a lot of things to that because uh, uh, TV, entertainment writers, Hollywood, whatever, you know, I don't know this for sure, but some of them may think that, okay, it's just another television show. So I'm going to write a dialogue for a character. Well, pro wrestling, yes, it's a TV show. Yes, pro wrestling has characters. But the thing is, a promo is a different type of, it's a whole different animal because the, a promo is supposed to reflect who the person is. It, it, it It's something that they really feel. It's something you can't script. You can't write. Like no team of writers wrote a little bit of the bubbly for no. Jericho. Nobody wrote that. He just, he just did it. Spur of the moment. That's just Completely. him. He was walking backstage and he was, you know, talking shit to the young bucks. That's just, that's Chris Jericho. That's not Chris Irving. That's Chris Jericho. That's exactly what a, his character would do that's exactly what he would say you know and yeah like scripted stuff it's like okay in wrestling i don't think wrestling should have writers because you know i think there needs to be a committee of people or bookers you know for 
they need to, you know, write out, not write out literally, like a direction. You know, this is where things are going to go. And it's the job of the wrestlers to help us get there, you know, and and that's all it is. So I guess, you know, a great specific example of a great, great promo. Uh, Brian Pillman, uh, Cyberslam 96, he comes there and he's fresh out of WCW, you know, infamously calls out Kevin Sullivan as the Booker, Booker man. And, you know, he goes CCW and he tells Joey Styles and it's, it, it's the way he's, you know, he's, he's coming across, like, it's almost like an anti-hero type of thing. And he's like, you know, he's making fun of Eric Bischoff. It's like, oh, the guy that used to be, I, I think his exact wording was, did he say coffee jockey for Vern Gagne? And he's running the big time. And then he goes into this whole rant about Bischoff is just like every one of you guys, smart marks. And oh my goodness, that is a must watch. Like, cause Brian Pillman's whole thing, he's the loose cannon. You know what I mean? He was very unpredictable. And then Paul Lee runs out and says, that's not part of the plan. That's not part of the deal. And he's just, oh, cause you believe what he's saying. Like you really think he's going to whip out his dick and start peeing everywhere. And the crowd is chanting, piss, let him piss, let him piss. Oh my God. Like that's it. Like it's conviction. It's like, that's exactly what Brian Pillman would do a guy who just left WCW. Like we don't know if he's really a part of ECW. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, uh, I think an uh, example of a promo that really like raised the stakes was, um, was like Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair for the WrestleMania 24 match yep. for Ric Flair's retirement match. Ric Flair pretty much wanted to fight Shawn Michaels. He wanted Shawn Michaels one-on-one because he, he wanted Shawn Michaels to bring out the best in him. Shawn Michaels didn't want to do it because he loves Ric Flair as a friend obviously and he like he he didn't want he didn't want to be the one like Shawn Michaels didn't really say this but like he didn't want to be the one to end Ric Flair's he didn't want to be the one to end Ric Flair's career so but Ric Flair like uh eventually like you know talks Shawn into it and Shawn when he agrees to fight him this right here is what sold this rivalry for me when Shawn starts talking about old yeller in front of Ric Flair and then you see Ric Flair's eyes change like a freaking light switch in his brain. And Ric Flair smacks the ever-living crap out of him. He's like, old yeller? You're going to call me old yeller? Are you serious? That right there was what really brought it to a level where I was like, okay, I need to see this. And I wasn't disappointed. Elton, you got any other examples of good promos? I mean, it, like I said, it all depends on what you consider. I'm worried because literally from my ends, it says that you can't hear me. So you can hear me clearly from my blue snowball. I, I can. We can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you fine. You can hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, all right. I'm just saying that a situation... Um, a promo is the most important thing when it comes to selling a pay-per-view, at, 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 at least in my opinion. When you look at the great promos of the day, like, uh, to me, in, in my personal opinion, there's a few people who are just gods at what they do, especially a guy like Ox ba- uh, Um, Did you ever see Ox Baker? No, I don't no, think I have. No. Ox Baker, if anybody wants to look into the 70s and 80s of pro wrestling, especially in Florida, Ox Baker was probably the toughest guy. He wasn't much of a worker, but he was as good as it gets when it comes to a promo. Now, Ox Baker was the the type of guy who could sell a match. Now, I'm saying that a person like that, a person like, um, a person like Austin Idol, like they could sell a money match no matter what the match was going to be. And promos, once again, promo, promotional, we are trying to promote a match. I think that the lines get blurred when it comes to what is a good and a bad promo. Because I've had people tell me that The Miz is a good promo. In my in my humble opinion, you can agree, disagree, whatever. 
The Miz is a horrible promo because that's a guy I look at him. Y'all know me on a personal level. I can fuck the Miz up. I don't care how good of a shape he's in. I could I listen, I could I could break his jaw if I wanted to. And that's a situation where it's like, hey, why should I respect this guy that I know I can beat his ass? And he's telling me that he can beat John Cena's ass. He can beat CM Punk up. He can beat uh, the, the the concussion uh, the the concussion legend Sheamus. He can beat him up. You cannot, brother. The Miz is a great entertainer. He's a great talker. He's a shit promo. He can't cut a promo, in my opinion. Once again, if you disagree with me, tell me right now. But I don't think he can cut a good promo because, in my opinion, he comes off as soft. And just from a person who has beaten ass before, it's like, I look at a guy like this and it's like, are you fucking kidding me, man? The Miz? The Miz? I'll fuck Mike Mizanin up any day. And I have no problems with him. But, like, the fact that the Miz would threaten a guy like John Cena. John Cena could clobber me. John Cena could kill me. Why would you threaten a guy like John Cena when I know I could beat you up? That's the problem when it comes to promos nowadays. People, I think, misconstrued entertainers and promos. Great entertainers. The Miz is a great entertainer. Don't get me wrong. He can entertain the shit out of you. He's a great talker. He can host American Idol. Can he wrestle? <laughs> can he wrestle? No. He's a shitty wrestler. He's he's shitty at his job. In my in, in, once again, this is my personal opinion. So I, I think that like there's some. Yeah, I think, I th- like two years ago, before the build to SummerSlam, uh, when he was facing Daniel Bryan, um, obviously, okay, a guy like Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, tough as as they come, right? But I, I thought I thought the Miz did a good job of making me want to see them wrestle, not because I think Miz can beat up Daniel Bryan, not at all. Like, I thought he made a good case for himself. Like, not saying he can beat him up. They're saying, like, you know, you know, people say X, Y, Z about me. But he's, like, basically saying, like, oh, I am I work hard. I'm a hard worker. And Brian was re- retired or whatever. And I'm I'm here busting my ass every day. And then Brian was, like, yeah, you know, Miz does work hard. But you know what I mean? Like, I thought Miz was good in that role. And I, I think Miz, yeah, Miz is a great talker, right? But. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Like, there's a different level. Like, someone like a Scott Steiner, someone like a Taz, or even an AJ Styles can can sell me a fight that, like, holy shit, AJ Styles might beat the living shit out of Brock Lesnar. He can, you know what I'm saying? Or die trying. Or die trying or go out swinging, yeah. I think a guy that gets a lot right what uh, people like, uh, certain characters like The Miz get wrong... It, like uh, a guy like MJF, MJF, like he, like he not only is a phenomenal talker, but he's a phenomenal promo because everything he says leads goes back to I'm gonna do it on this date. You're gonna like, like he makes like every like AEW match he's ever he's ever had so far. I've looked forward to because with words alone. He, he, he has convinced me, okay, I want to see this guy wrestle. Yeah. So I would say, like, another great example, you want to talk about, let's talk about, like, like non-wrestlers, right? Like, managers, for example. Like a Paul Heyman. And there's a famous promo that he, you know, again, a lot of people, they say what they want about the invasion era, and I think there was a, there was a lot of missteps there. But there was some pretty goddamn good promos during that time. If you watch that promo from November 15th, 2001, SmackDown, he talks to Vince McMahon, and he basically says, everything you did, like, you you were great, but you, you, everything, this is the first time I heard the word antiquated. He was like, his ideas are antiquated, and everything you did, you took from me. 
You know, it was so convincing. It was so it had a it, it was so real. Like you you really felt that Paul Heyman was saying this. And Paul Heyman wasn't working in the match. I think he did color. He made me want to see that invasion uh, match between Alliance and WWF at Survivor Series. By watching that promo, I'm like, holy shit, the Alliance might actually beat the WWF, even though it's totally ridiculous. We all know the WWF is going to win, but like, holy shit, Paul, I want to see this now. You have another example, Elton? I'm trying to figure out how to make my microphone work. One moment. Because you can hear me? Yeah, some wrestlers can't figure out how to make their microphones work. <laughs> yeah. Or work on yeah. the microphone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we can hear you for, uh, perfectly fine. Yeah. Can, can you hear me better now? It's fine, yeah. Yeah. All right. Jesus. Jesus effing Christ. All right, hold on. Because I, I, I want to... Cause, cause according to what it says, I you like, like literally, like you, you see how you hear the sound waves? Yeah. It says that you can't hear me at all. I, I we can hear you. All right, all right, whatever. All right, whatever. I'll just keep talking. Um, that promo. All right, you see that CM Punk promo that everybody. Uh, sucks the butt of that happened in 2010 where he pretended that he was going to leave WWE. Yeah, it's good stuff. Great uh, stuff. It's in his pipe bomb. Yeah, 2011, June 27th. What, what Paul, what, what, what Paul Lee did, and I'd love to do an ECW episode with you guys. Don't get me wrong, because I could talk a lot about ECW, but I'm just saying. That that promo was nothing but, in my opinion, a parody of what Paul Lee did that night because he called Vince, uh, Vince, Vincent McMahon out on what he was guilty of. He called him out on his affairs. He called him out on what he did wrong with the World Wrestling Federation. Once again, okay, Paul, Paul Lee called him out for the fact that your dad shook the promoter of every territorial promoter's hand and said, I will not compete with you. Then when Vincent K. McMahon died, guess what Vince McMahon did? Competed with everybody. He competed with everyone. He Ran them out of business. So... Who's the real devil here? Vince McMahon is a piece of shit. And I'm never going to ever, ever, ever deny it. Vince McMahon, in my opinion, is a, is, a, is, a, is a deplorable human being. Now, excuse me. Vince McMahon is an absolutely horrible human. And, and Paulie even said in that promo, you flaunt your affairs. Your affairs. You fucked girls. I'm sorry if I'm swearing when I shouldn't. I don't want to fuck your podcast up. But you had sexual relationships with women. Flaunted them. And your children read them in Playboy. You're a piece of shit. See, that promo that you referenced, I don't mean to tank your, uh, your, your, um, where you want to go with, with, with where the show is going to go, but I think that's a, a bit of a bad point because that promo was very real. I mean, unless you want to go into the CM Punk thing, because that was very real as well, but when it comes to reality... Vince McMahon is one of the worst human beings to ever exist in the pro wrestling business. And Paul Lee, he, all he did was call him out. That wasn't really a promo, in my opinion. That was a dress down. That was, look at who you are. Look at what you exemplify. Look at what you want to be. Look at what you co-sign. You're a piece of shit. Vince McMahon 
is a piece of shit. No one can deny that. But Paulie, he had the balls to say, hey, you want to know what, Vince? Let's shoot. Let's shoot! Vince didn't want to shoot. Taz ended up, you know, kayfabe choking Paulie out. But that was truly... And if we wanted to... And, 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 and the episode is about promos, correct? Yeah. That's a shoot. You and, and, and that's a thing that I'd like to talk about. When you want to talk about shoot promos, that was a shoot. Paulie was not fired, but he was let go from the World Wrestling Federation. He worked for Ohio Valley with Jim Cornette after what he did to Vince. Because what he did to Vince on that night was way out of line in Vince's eyes because he brought up personal shit. Stuff that you don't bring up. It's like, you want to know what? If, 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 if you want to be a scummy promoter, hey, you, 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 you make the flames, you deal with the fire, you deal with the consequences. And that's just how I look at it. I thought yeah. like th- that promo, he said a lot of things that were true, that were real, realer than real. But at the um, end of the day, that, that was, that was the go home to Survivor Series. I think just me watching this, watching it, it's like, holy shit, I want to see this. I want to see this fight now. Well, it doesn't well, matter if he was saying 100% true or 100% false. At the end of the day, I wanted to see that fight. I wanted to see the Alliance versus the WWF in that in that moment. And I think CM Punk's thing was like the whole point of it, the whole thing was John Cena is positioned as the, the guy and well-deservingly. But I'm just as good as you, if not better. I'm not promoted i'm not in this the start of the the signature and the start of the show i'm not in any movies i'm not in all this whatever whatever and john i like you're a good guy but this idea that you're the you're you're the number one guy is bullshit and the fact that the rock is main eventing wrestlemania and i'm not when i'm right here i'm just as good as anybody i'm undeniable is bullshit but with with paul lee and and vince it was like Vince, you're a scum. You're a piece of shit. That's why your children don't want nothing to do with you, with the alliance and all that stuff. It's you're you're terrible, and I'm and I'm like letting you know it. But you know, with with CM Punk, he's trying to he's trying to just make his case that I'm I'm just as good as as the number one guy in the company, if not better. And and I'm I'm leaving. We know we know he's not leaving. I'm out of here. I I can go to New Japan. I can go to Ring of Honor. What's up, Cocabana? You know, and on my way out, supposedly, I'm going to show that this company, you want to talk about, you know, Vince, this, that, bullies, blah, 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 blah. I thought it was great. And he's like one of my favorite lines in the whole promo. He says, um, I like to think this place would be better if Vincent Mann's dead. But the fact is, when this is very interesting, um, you know, is this going to get, it's going to ru- be run by your idiotic daughter and your doofus son-in-law and, he and wasn't the rest wrong. of your stupid family? He wasn't wrong at all. He's but here's mad. the thing, like, uh, the Paul E. promo. And, and lastly, C- sorry to cut you off. Lastly, I want to bring up the fact, like, what Elton was talking about. Look at the creative following that. You'd say that, okay, after that promo, Vince said, sent Paul E. to OVW, even though he was a head writer for SmackDown. Then he went back to OVW. Um, because Paulie was Paulie, and he was, you know, you know how Paulie is. He's very stubborn. He's very in his ways. Um, after that, yeah, they they did the Money in the Bank match, which everyone talks about, and it's phenomenal. I think it's a must see. And then they tried. They, they did a program with him in Triple H. And then, you know, and all this other stuff. And then Triple H ends up winning. And that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. It's like whether like booking and stuff. That's a whole nother it's, subject. It's, it's a little vindictive. It's a little vindictive, but it's like this guy. This people connected to CM Punk because of that. Like what I was gonna say is that like what the CM Punk promo and that Paulie promo have in common is that how it used real information and real and realism to sell a pay per view. In very few cases where that works 
really well. Yeah. Very few. There's sometimes very, there's it doesn't. Few, yeah, some, uh, yeah, like there are like, like in WCW when Scott Heiner cut a very entertaining promo about on Ric Flair, you know, saying, it, you know, you took the Nature Boy thing from Buddy Rogers. But then he's like, that's why everybody's changing the channel to the WWF to watch Stone Cold. At that very moment, I'm like, okay, you know, you kind of. Yeah, like I you kind of buried yourself. Now you you buried yourself. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then you have um the whole thing with with Scott Steiner and um not Scott Steiner Goldberg and and I think the announcers were like he didn't want to you know uh what, what was this Elton what was you probably know um exactly what was said they basically said he didn't you know he wasn't doing his job he wasn't like not he didn't lay down but he didn't go up or, or something like that it completely shattered the fourth wall. Well, it's another quote from the CM Punk promo. I think one of the, I think one of like the, one of my favorite like, <laughs> one of my favorite Flair promos of all time, where he used uh, real world events uh, <laughs> in a promo, was when like uh, the famous "I'm already fired" promo. I think you and Elton can go into that better than I can. September fourteenth, ninety eight. Oh my god, that was beautiful. He Whoa. had real issues with Eric Bischoff at that time. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was one. There was one instance where, um, so Ric Flair wanted to go to his son Reed's uh, one of his baseball games or wrestling matches, and I think Bischoff kind of held it against him and and all that stuff, and then they just had a lot of problems. And you know the way Ric Flair was booked, it was you know, but there was a whole there was a lot of issues, and he they really didn't they really didn't like each other. And oh my God, Ric Flair, he's like, you, I hate your guts. Abuse of power. If you have if you have the WWE Network, I highly recommend watching this episode of Nitro for that promo alone. The whole episode was great, but that <laughs> promo was so good. Oh my God. Like, Ric Flair, like, I say this about Kenny Omega in terms of wrestling skill. Like, he's literally a bolt of lightning inside of a ring. Ric Flair is like that when it comes to promos. Yeah. It's like watching a bolt of lightning cut a promo and he literally had a promo about how he survived the bolt of lightning on raw uh when he was uh fighting when triple h betrayed him what, what year was that again 2005 uh, 2005 yeah triple h betrayed rick flair and a week after he brutalized him with a sledgehammer week after rick flair goes on tv with the bandage on his forehead and he unwraps the bandage and starts busting open the cut and tell Triple H, I took two of your best sledgehammer shots. Come out here and see what the Nature Boy has for you. As a kid watching that, I was like, this is unreal. This is unreal. This old guy is the best promo in this company at this point. Unreal. So are there any guys that you th- young, young guys that stick out to you as being, you know, good talkers, great promos, etc.? Me, any one of you guys. Um. Well, when it comes to the young guys, um, the 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 major problem, like I said, you can hear me. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. It's on the website. Like I'm, I'm like flat lines. But anyway, all right, all right. I'm, I'm just gonna trust you. Um. When it comes to younger guys, the s- s- some of the great promos right now. When it comes to the younger guys, um, like I said, it comes from the Indies. Um, all ego, Ethan Page. I-, I I don't know what he's doing now nowadays. I saw him in Beyond and Evolve about like three years ago. He's an Impact I- now. I think he's with the uh, the North. Ethan Page is a phenomenal promo. Uh, Joey Janela, I'm I'm a jo- big Joey Janela mark. I think he's great. I think I think he can cut a great promo. Schlack, the thing about Schlack is that that's a guy. We're getting into deathmatch territory. Nick Gage, I mean, if you can show me a Nick Gage promo that that sucks i'd be shocked because nick gage is as good as it gets when it comes to when it comes to pro wrestling tradition 
it's 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 crazy because he's considered a deathmatch guy, which goes against pro wrestling tradition. But it's like when you look at a guy like Nick Gage, especially since he got out of prison, that's a guy who knows how to do a promo. Like he can promote his match that's going to come in ten seconds, or isn't the match that's going to come in ten weeks? And it's one of those situations where you know what, like like. Like I said, I brought my girlfriend who does not follow pro wrestling. She likes wrestling. She doesn't follow it. I brought her to a GCW show. She saw Nick Gage, and I'm like, hey, this guy went to prison for 10 years. She was like, what? This guy must be tough. And then she sees Joey Janela, who's like, you know, this cocky, new, you know, this this newbie who's not really a newbie. I mean, he's paid his dues. Don't get me wrong. We watched this match together, and she became a fan of GCW. I mean, and it's like, my God, when it comes to aura, we're not talking about promos at this point. Aura, it's all about working, in my opinion. If you know how to work, if you know, and working has nothing to do. Well, no, no, no. All right. That's not true. Working, a lot of it has to do with how well you can do a move. Like, let's just say Joey Janela gets a scoop slam or a uh, snap suplex. He knows how to do it. Now, the working, now that's a part of working, but a, a big part of working is working the crowd. So. When you get a guy like Joey Janela, he can grasp a crowd like most others can't. That was like it was back in the day. I mean, look at Hulk Hogan. He has, what, six moves? Six offensive moves? He can do whatever move you need him to do. However, he doesn't have much to him. Now, when it comes to working, he can do whatever you need win the match, and make you a fan at the end of the day. Now, when it comes to promos, you need to know how to work a mic. Working a mic is sometimes harder than working a ring. When I look at a guy like... I keep keep going back to ECW, but this is the final ECW guy I talk about. I swear to God. Shane Douglas. Cream of the crop of promos. But... I'm talking about when, when I talk about a guy like Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas was one of those guys. He did not cut a promo like Raven, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, New Jack, any of those guys that were popular in ECW. He cut a promo like an NWA wrestler. And the ECW promo style where they played the Dick Dale song. You were supposed to scream your head off and do whatever you needed to do. He had a different style. He was brilliant at bringing those people in. And then, mind you, then Rick Rude came in with the mask. I don't know if if, if, if you remember if, or, or if the audience remembers. but Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just talking about, like, you know, any other, like, young up-and-comers, up and aside from, like, a Joey Janela. Is, it, is there anybody else that sticks out of being like, wow, this guy can really go. This guy can really talk. In my opinion, the, the, the pro wrestling promo, I mean, this, this might be a damper. In my opinion, people want to prove their skills in the ring more than they want to prove their skills in the mic. And that's really depressing because... When it comes to younger guys, the only people I could think um, of is... Uh, I think MJF is a fantastic promo. I think... Uh, wow. You're really putting me in the corner. It's hard. It really is hard. I mean, yeah, you bring up MJF, and that's a good point, because MJF's whole thing, even though he's a heel, he doesn't want to impress you. You know, he sees what the other people are doing. And what makes MJF so special is that he's not trying to be like anybody else. And don't get me wrong. Like, you, you can watch, like a, like, a Desmond Xavier who's very, you know, agile. But he's not like that. Like, he can just 
He's cut from a different cloth. He just wants to get out there and win and make you, you know, pissed off and make you want to see him get beat up. He tries to prove to you that he doesn't need to impress you to be better than you. Yeah. That's how good he is. Like, um, this guy, this is another example. He's not exactly young, but like Eli Drake. When I first saw Eli Drake in Impact, I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he's not really like he, he's not really young. I mean, I look at it, Adam Cole. My God, when all he does, I mean, he's a great promo. He could he could talk. He can make you want to watch a takeover or whatever. Um, but when he does this Adam Cole baby thing, let me tell you, when WWE came here, 2017, 2018, that's all everybody did the whole weekend. Even at SummerSlam, even at the the SmackDown, the Raw after. They were Adam Cole. All he did was go Adam Cole baby, and the whole place lost their shit. And man, that that's that's money. And then I look at Becky Lynch, um, just just phenomenal. Like she can move a crowd. And um, you know, I brought up Cody. I think he's really great. Um, you know, off the top, who who else is like? Really, I mean, like there's Velveteen yeah. Dream. Like, he's another one. Yeah, he's like, coming. I don't along. know. He's coming if- along. I don't know if um, I don't know uh, uh, I don't know if his promos are written or not, but either way, that guy's delivery is unbelievable. Like to me, like the best way I can describe the best way I can describe Velveteen Dream to anyone who hasn't seen him is like if Prince were a wrestler. That's <laughs> like the best way I can describe. Him. He has like this smoothness to him. His great delivery. It's like almost intoxicating. Like uh, yeah. So you know, overall, I think for me that. I think we're coming along into a lot more personalities. There's a lot of great personalities now, a lot of great talkers now, but you know, I think there was a period of time, I think, you know, late last decade where there was a, there was a lot of flash and no real sizzle. And I think now I'm seeing more sizzle, especially now that, you know, more wrestling promotions are getting into pay-per-view like MLW, you know, it, you have to do more than just impress people with your flashy moves and your 450s and 920s and 720s and whatever the fuck. You know, there's more to that. You have to you have to sell a show. And I think AEW is doing a great job with it. And, you know, I think WWE is you're doing a lot better with it. There's a lot of great, you know, a lot of the guys on top can talk. Like now Drew McIntyre. Oh, my God. He's like a gladiator. He's, he's great. So, um, Wait, yeah, who? anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up? Well, like... um example like Asuka Asuka like even though obviously she cuts all of her promos in Japanese which I love even though I can't I can't understand what she's saying obviously but the thing I love about her is that like her energy her with her energy alone she can convey how she feels and she makes you feel what, what she's feeling whether it's anger or like anything she she can like she connects with a crowd better just talking in Japanese than a lot of like people do in English. If that makes sense. Um, Anything else you want to add? Lastly, Elton, before we wrap up, I think promos are a lost art. I don't think promos like the 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 main thing that depresses me is that uh, I mean AEW is cool. Don't get me wrong. But WWE is the golden child, let's face it. And it depresses me that promos are scripted. And that's what is the main division between me and what makes a wrestler have a good promo and what makes them have a not good promo because you can clearly tell when they're scripts and what they when and, and, and when they're not but promos to me are a lost art they're an absolute lost art and even in the situation where aew i don't know how they do their promos i don't know if they script them i don't know no, they're not scripted they don't sound like it no well yeah they, they, they aren't scripted. they have no writers oh that's great <laughs> i hope it stays that way yeah but when it comes to them, um, I don't know. We're long past the days of Austin Idol. We're long past the days of Ox Baker. We're long past the days 
of when a promo and when a tough guy sold a fight. And uh, I would love to go back to those days. When it comes to uh, AEW, WWF, um, Ring of Honor, and all those types of companies, I can't really tell you. AEW is definitely the best out of the three. Sad, well, not sadly, because I mean we're in the quarantine. A lot of companies aren't having shows in the first place. But AEW, I'm very, 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 very happy that they let people say their own shit. Scripted promos are the worst thing that wrestling has ever seen, in my opinion. No, I agree heavily, heavily, and I think they start they they uh they. They like halt creativity when someone's constantly writing stuff that's not your voice, that's not your words. Yeah, and you know what? Lastly, before we uh, wrap up, I just want to add that um, I really love what Nick Aldis and Marty Skrull are doing as far as like promo wise, especially Marty Skrull. Um, even Okada, I mean, the way he helped sell the Jericho Dominion match, my God, my God, he's I, you know, he just. He's, he's money. It's it's magic. And I don't speak a lick of Jap- Japanese. Like, uh, it's kind of like what I said about Asuka. Like, their promos... Subtitles. Like, yes. Well, their promos go beyond the language barrier in terms of, like, how they can connect with people. Yeah. Like, and, the, and that's important. Like, like as we're recording, it's Tuesday night, and we just watch Raw. Asuka, the only thing she said to Charlotte, it's like, red's not a good color on you. Brilliant! That, that was the only English thing Brilliant. she said. <laughs> she's the Raw Women's Champion. The title's red, and she's like... You know, um, yeah, th- this is my belt, and this is not a good fit for you. Fuck off. Great. All right. So it's been the Wrestling Caucus. I'm Peter A. with Smiley. Thanks again for Elton for uh, joining us, and don't forget to subscribe to the Wrestling Caucus anywhere you get podcasts. You can follow the show Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the Wrestling Caucus on Facebook and Instagram, and at Wrestling Caucus on Twitter. Later days.